0: what is up everyone and welcome to another episode of it's called soccer this one is a very special one because on wednesday this week the usa is going to release their 26 man roster for the world cup it is almost almost here we are so close so today tom and i are going to be going through our prediction of what greg will do in bringing in these 26 players And we can't wait to do this because it has been a long time coming throughout all of the qualifiers, throughout all of the Nations League, Gold Cup, all of that has come down to this. And we are going to pick the 26 that we think are going to Qatar. But before we start, MLS Cup was last night. It was probably the best final ever in MLS. And it was a doozy. It was a soul crusher for me in Philadelphia. But Tom, first of all. How are you doing, and what did you think of the MLS Cup final?
1: Dude, I've had a uh, midterm every eight days for the last three weeks. It's been a stressful couple weeks, so getting to unwind and watch MLS Cup was awesome. I had the Georgia game up to, on like one screen, and I'm like looking back and forth between Georgia and MLS Cup, and oh my god, it was such a good game. It was crazy. Um, uh, I cannot believe that LAFC came back to win that. Amazing scenes in LA. Congrats to all the LAFC fans out there. Congrats to Kellen Acosta, too, for winning MLS Cup. Huge, huge deal there. Um, What do you think about Gareth Bale getting nabbing the equalizing goal there at the end? Not sure I love that very much, given (laughs) gives him a chance to round into form a little bit.
0: You know, it's funny because in all of the injury reports about Gareth Bale and why he hasn't been playing a ton for LAFC, it's been about kind of like something with his leg or his hip that hasn't really allowed him to get as much power into his left leg shots. And so of course it comes from his head, him launching up and winning that header. Yeah. It's not great for the U S going into the World cup, but there's other factors. And at the end of the day, you just have to control what's in your control. He's going to be Gareth Bale, whether it's the champions league, final bicycle kick, whether it's MLS cup final in the 125th minute header, like it's just going to happen. So your best to stop it but yeah congrats to all the LAFC fans except the ones that were throwing water bottles onto the field and uh Kellen Costa, great game good goal obviously it deflects off a Philly player but you still have to put it in those dangerous areas and make it happen and then that penalty kick shootout I mean I don't know about you but as soon as a substitute goalkeeper comes in you know that team is winning the penalty <laughs> shootout the stories always write themselves
1: it was amazing. Um, my, I was watching my roommates who were not huge soccer people, and they were like, "Oh my god, what's happening? Why is their backup goalie coming on?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! This is this is gonna be wild."
0: <laughs> and you, you knew it was gonna happen. You knew LAFC was taking the penalties if it went to that. Uh, he also made an incredible save before Jack Elliott put it into the net for what Philly thought was the winner. So he he was also the backup keeper in Philadelphia for a few years behind Andre Blake. So. Yeah, the, if this was a novel or a story, that's how it ends for that keeper in LAFC. But man, Philadelphia, they I, I can tell you from being in the area, it has been like everyone is on a high for the last month with the Eagles being undefeated, the Phillies in the World Series making around Union basketball season starting, and then to have the Union lose and then the Phillies lost the World Series last night as well. Uh, Becoming the first city ever to win two major champ or to lose two major championships in the same day. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, and obviously the best sport in the world, soccer. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. We're going to set some ground rules, Tom. So we are going to pick 26 players. This is the first time in the World Cup where we will be able to bring 26 instead of 23. So when you think about normal roster building, there is going to be kind of three bonus players that we can bring along. What we are doing right now is choosing what we think Greg will do, not necessarily what we would do. And at the end, we'll also share our final community roster poll from the It's Called Soccer Discord. So that's going to be fun to compare and contrast that as well with what we think Greg is going to do. And Greg has also stated that he will take all injury cases case by case. So whether it's someone like Chris Richards or someone like, I don't know, Matt Turner or Sergio Des, players that have maybe been slightly injured but are coming back now. Um, Or we don't necessarily know what's happening in the background. Someone like Chris Richards, he's kind of been close to coming back or close to practicing for a while. Greg has said he'll take those on a case-by-case basis. So, Tom, we're going to do our best to make assumptions in this by all the news and information that we have. But Greg probably knows a little bit more than we do in terms of those injuries. But yeah, let's get started. Let's start picking some goalkeepers. And we're using the transfer market tools. So It is going to allow us to pick 26 players, and at the end, it'll give us the full roster. I think number one, I'm going to give you this one. This is probably an easy one for both of us, but who's your number one going into Qatar?
1: It's got to be Matt Turner. Arsenal Keeper has played so well for the U.S. lately. I don't think you can have anyone else but him be the number one right now.
0: Yep, absolutely. And I'm going to make a bold statement right now, and you can agree or disagree, Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to let me know in the comments. But I'm going to say that Sean Johnson is on this World Cup roster, not only because of his performances in the U.S. friendlies in the summer, but he has also now had a week in the MLS Cup, in the MLS camp with Greg. Uh, And with Ethan Horvath and Zach Steffen both being good, but not completely playing themselves into the team. I think Sean Johnson's gonna be on this team, but before I click on his face and put him in this roster, Tom, do you agree with that?
1: I actually do. So I went back and looked at every single roster that was created by Greg and invited by Greg from from his hiring up until the end of the 2022 twenty twenty-one Gold Cup. And Sean Johnson shows up in almost every single camp. Sean Johnson has always been a leader for Greg. He almost never gets minutes, but he almost always is invited in camp to be a, a stable presence, a veteran leader in the goalkeeper room. So I think that you're going to see him in that third goalie, Nick Remondo type role where he comes and is the old guy in the room.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, unless we bring someone like Tim Ream, there's nobody else over 30 years old that's going to be on this roster except for Sean Johnson. So, I do agree. If we're looking at this holistically and kind of the balance between veterans and youth, I think Sean Johnson's there. So then then we go to kind of two, maybe three players that could fill in that last goalkeeper spot. Zach Steffen, Ethan Horvath and the new Chelsea man, Gaga Slanina. Uh, It's pretty fair to say like Gagas probably not going to make this right. It's between Zach Steffen and Ethan Horvath.
1: Yeah, I think that Slanina is just a little young. I think there are other options we want to bring. If we, we're we not going to bring Johnson to the third slot, maybe bring Slanina there just to get the World Cup experience. But I think it comes down to Stefan or Horbath.
0: And who do you think is going to be there?
1: I we, we can talk about what we're going to do later, but I think Greg Berhalter really likes Zach Stefan. He likes what Stefan brings to the table, and he's going to bring Zach
0: Stefan. I completely agree with that. Zach Steffen has been Greg's guy, not just in Columbus, but he was also a player that is on the leadership council. I think all things considered and all things being equal, you're going to bring that guy over Ethan Horvath, who does seem to be a locker room favorite with the players. But at the same time, I feel like Zach Steffen is going to hold that a little slight edge over Ethan Horvath. I'm personally thinking we bring only three keepers, even with the additional three players allowed on the rosters. Are you okay to keep going, or do you think we bring four keepers?
1: Oh, 100%, just three keepers. I think that you add one defender, you add one midfielder, and you add one attacker to your original 23.
0: All right, let's do that then. So our goalkeepers then are Matt Turner, Zach Stefan, and Sean Johnson. On to the defenders. All right, let's start with fullbacks first. I think... We both have the same starters at right and left back, and that would be Serginio Dest and Anthony Robinson. Are you in agreement with that, Tom?
1: Oh, yeah. And I expect them to play the very much the lion's share of the minutes. If Jedi doesn't go 270, I'd be pretty shocked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He was our Iron Man in World Cup qualifying, continually playing 270 minutes in those three-game batches. So I'm going to put the pressure on you then. If Anthony Robinson and Serginio Dest are going to be the starters for the majority of the minutes for the US Men's national team at fullback, who are gonna be their backups?
1: I we can we're gonna to have to have a very long talk about backup left back here, but I think <laughs> that you're gonna to have to throw DeAndre Yedlin out as the first guy on the plane. As a backup fullback, he is the only player that we're going to choose for this roster who has been to a World Cup, played at a World Cup before. He's got the most caps of anyone in the U.S. pool right now. I think you bring him just for his leadership, if nothing else. I know, I, I know there are better fullback options, even in MLS, even for me in MLS, but what he brings from a locker room standpoint and a leadership standpoint just can't be replaced in the pool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, if I'm looking at left back then, Sam Vines has now just picked up a long-term injury and is not available for selection at the world cup. My personal pick and probably what I think Greg is going to do is Joe Scali, but that is so up in the air. I feel like it is Ah. a coin flip. Um, Also just have to mention that someone like Shaq Moore is at MLS camp as well. Mm. Getting time with Greg and getting time with, Presumably who some of our back line will be between Walker Zimmerman and Aaron Long. Yeah. Jack Moore, I feel like has a sneaky sneaky path into this World Cup roster.
1: I think he does have a sneaky path, but I don't think that he's necessarily a backup left back, is he? I don't no, think that he plays on the right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only two backup left backs I see on the screen right now are Jonathan Gomez and George Bello. Um George Bello being on track for relegation from the two Bundesliga after scoring the goal that relegated Bielefeld from the one Bundesliga last year, Uh, Gomez has not played more than a few hundred professional minutes outside the USL championship. And while he probably has the highest ceiling of any of the left backs in the pool right now is probably not ready to just be thrown into a world cup like that. So I don't really feel comfortable with either of them. Um, Sergio Dest might play some minutes at switchback. So, do you bring a third right back?
0: I think that's what Greg would do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we've seen that before in basically our last two windows. The roster mm-hmm. has been built with three right backs and Sergio Dest. Mm-hmm. So, if if someone plays on the right, if someone like Joe Scally plays right back, Greg would prefer to have Sergio Dest be the backup left back to play there. Mm-hmm.
1: So then who are you bringing? Who's your third?
0: I feel Ooh, like at this point, Greg Joe Scali. Bringing? What did you say? Who's,
1: who's Greg bringing?
0: I feel like Joe Scally. He he has played his way into this team through his performances in the Bundesliga.
1: I I would hope so. That's, that's who I want him to bring. Um, I think that Scally deserves to be there.
0: Who do you but think that, Greg is bringing?
1: I, I, we haven't touched on Reggie Cannon yet.
0: I mean, Reggie Cannon to me is also a right back or a right center back.
1: I, is he, I was going to say, is he a right back at this point or is he a center back?
0: It, I, I think Reggie Cannon kind of has like the, this X factor for Greg at least because he can play, Mm -hmm. he he can allow us to play a three in the back system while defending Mm -hmm. with four. So, Mm -hmm. Reggie Cannon kind of gives us one additional formation and one additional way to play i think that mm-hmm. give, does give him a leg up and if we're talking about maybe bringing one extra defender it to me it might be reggie cannon
1: i think it makes sense for that twenty sixth that yeah that what um for fullbacks for that ninth defender to be reggie cannon it means yeah. we're me bringing four right backs on a 26 man <laughs> roster but
0: who are we england <laughs>
1: apparently at this point, I think we've done this before in camp where we've just called in a million fullbacks and just let them play a bunch of positions. So yeah, potentially we could be doing that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Greg's going to do in that position. Should we pick the center backs first, then decide at the end as to whether or not we're going to come back to Reggie Cannon.
0: Yeah. Agreed. All right. So our fullbacks right now are Serginio Des, Jedi Robinson, Joe Scali and DeAndre Edlin center backs now. I'm just going to put this out there. I think Walker Zimmerman and Aaron Long are both on this roster. No, like no doubts about it.
1: For Greg Berhalter. Yes,
0: Yes, for Greg Berhalter. Yes. I'm
1: going to very much be (laughs) clear about that. For Greg Berhalter. I think you're right. I think that Walker Zimmerman and Aaron Long will be there on this roster.
0: All right. So Chris Richards has an injury that he's now coming back from. Cameron Carter Vickers was slightly injured, but looks to be back in the lineup. Mark McKenzie has performed well. Austin Trusty has been one of the best center backs in the English championship. EPB captained his team trois in League Uh. Tim Ream is the captain of Fulham. So now we have two center back positions for a lot of guys that have uh, something to give to this team. They have a fight to give. So who who do you think Greg is taking in these third and fourth center back positions?
1: How healthy were are we assuming Chris Richards is? Do you think that he's going to be ready to go?
0: I I don't know if this is my optimism, but everything that I'm reading is saying that he's going to be back practicing. He won't be back into full health. He won't be 90 minutes fit. But if I'm if I'm looking across the landscape at the center backs that I have at my disposal and Chris Richards is available, he's he's going to be on the roster. But that's me as a coach. Now, this is where it gets difficult because Greg is probably having direct conversations with Crystal Palace about where Chris Richards is, and we don't necessarily know that. So mm-hmm. I feel like if Chris Richards is even you know 45 minutes fit, 60 minutes fit, I'm bringing him to the World Cup and hoping that we go a little bit further and getting him back into the team. Mm-hmm. But if not... I mean Cameron Carter Vickers and Tim Reen are are who I would pick but we know that Mark McKenzie and EPB have been on Greg's roster as kind of those extra center backs.
1: Yeah, I think what Greg's going to end up doing is going to go with Richards if he's healthy and then Carter Vickers um and if we have to replace Richards I think he goes to either McKenzie or Palmer Brown. Which one of those he goes to is a complete toss-up for
0: me, though. Yeah. Do you think, like, for me, Tim Ream has continued to put in performance after performance for Fulham, including a monster performance, almost a draw against Man City yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's, there's too much objective data for Greg to not bring him in. Do you still I don't think, think he's on the outside looking in?
1: I don't know. He did name drop him very recently in an interview as a case-by-case player. Um, you just, I just don't understand how you could leave him off, especially because he's not a young kid who's just breaking in. This is a guy who has been in the U.S. men's national team setup for 11 years. This is a veteran of the team at this point. I don't see why you don't bring him just for the leadership presence, for the extra assistant coach it gives you, as well as getting minutes from a Premier League center back. Like, where's the downside in bringing him?
0: I do think we're going to bring five center backs, and I feel like Tim Ream is going to be one of them. And for some of the same reasons that we see Sean Johnson on this roster, there's almost no veteran leadership. And when we say veterans, we're talking about older players at this point, not necessarily players that have that World Cup experience, because DeAndre Edlin is going to be the only one on this roster that has it. We're definitely not, or Greg is definitely not bringing John Brooks. So... I feel like Tim Ream is on this roster. I yeah, have this I, I feeling, think, Tom.
1: Yeah, I I I wanna I wanna believe that Tim Ream is on this roster because I, I just don't understand how you could not have him there.
0: Yep. I will also say, Tim Ream, at times this season, when Jedi has been injured, has played left back. So he could be <laughs> your backup left back to, oh God, to Anthony just, Robinson.
1: You just Made a lot of U.S. men's national teams ver- fans very unhappy.
0: I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's the World Cup. I'm happy. Nobody can bring me down. So, Tom, are you bringing? So we have four fullbacks and five center backs. Do you want to bring another fullback, or do you want to look into the midfielder strikers, and maybe get into the extra positions I, later?
1: I want to go ahead and go forward. I think that if we're going to spe- I don't think we're bringing more than nine defenders. I think
0: if we're bringing Tim Ream, we're leaving Reggie Cannon at home. All right. Oh man, that's difficult because I feel like Reggie Cannon versus Tim Ream in Greg's mind. Reggie Cannon might have a little bit of an edge there.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's it's uh, it's very frustrating. All right. But yeah, I think, I think so.
0: So I made an executive decision, but now I might backtrack it. Do you, in Greg's roster, is Tim Ream there or is Reggie Cannon there?
1: I think it's Reggie Cannon if we're gonna give that spot to one of those two
0: all right sorry tim ream I, I apologize for greg in advance all right so now we're into wingers midfielders and attackers maybe we just start with the players who are definitely going to be there mm. then we'll take into account how many players we have left to pick so our midfield trio is going to be tyler adams Eunice musa and weston mckinney I don't think there's any doubts about that in what Greg is planning to do and what he uses in his four-three-three. I also feel like Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, and can I put Brendan Aronson as a lock? Yes, he's he's 100%. too good. One hundred percent. Yeah, there's no
1: way he's being left off the plane.
0: Okay, so that's our midfielders and some of our wingers. What about Timothy Weah? Is he there?
1: Timothy Weah is for sure there as well. He has performed too well for the U.S. not to be on this roster.
0: All right. So after that, let's maybe talk a little bit about backups. For Let's mm-hmm. start at the midfield, right? So Kellen Acosta is going to be Tyler Adams' backup at the six. Is that good with you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. that's that's what he's going to do.
0: So now we have to talk about the eight backup, and we, we did – talk about this a little bit in the last episode. If you guys want to go in depth of how we're thinking about this, go back and listen to the last episode. But essentially where we're at is Eunice Musa and Weston McKinney are our starting eights. Luca De La Torre is usually the backup, but he is injured. And it looks like that injury has an exact timeline to match up with the start of the World Cup. So we don't know if Luca De La Torre is going to be healthy for the start of the World Cup. After Luca De La Torre, our eights really drop off. As at that point, it's potentially Sebastian Lejet. It's potentially Christian Roldan, both of whom are at the MLS camp as well, getting reps with Greg. Sebastian
1: Lejet didn't get the call.
0: Ah, okay. So we have Christian Roldan then, who I think is going to be the backup eight slash winger here. What are your thoughts on Christian Roldan being the backup eight?
1: I mean... There have been a couple of very great deep dives into Christian Roldan's performance off the ball that have been done by members of our Discord that are great. Even with that said, though, I don't feel a whole lot of comfort in watching Christian Roldan get significant minutes at the World Cup.
0: Well, you might not. But what does Greg think?
1: I don't know. Um, he could go to Christian Roldan. Eric Williamson played very well for him at the Gold Cup and is coming back from injury and was reportedly still in contention contention all the way up to the September camp. So, even though he didn't get the call to the MLS camp, is he still in contention for a spot? If we have to replace Luca Delatore, if we have to bring four eights, are we going to bring Roldan and someone else? Are we going to replace him with Malik Tillman, Georgie Mihailovic, Mm -hmm. players who are nominally wingers but can play as a sort of attacking eight if we have to? What direction does Greg go with this?
0: I just feel like if if you're not at MLS camp right now, you're out. Like you have not made it. Why not bring in Eric Williamson to, to get reps, to stay fit. Mm. If he, like if you're not at MLS camp right now and you're not in a European league, you're out. You're not on this roster. Um, I feel like it's Christian Roldan for Greg, but I also feel like there's a lot of room to potentially play Gio Reyna as an attacking eight. He's done that well for Dortmund. We have Malik Tillman, who does the same for Rangers. Mm -hmm. We have Johnny, who could potentially be the backup to Tyler Adams and play Kellen Acosta as an eight. We have James Sands, who can do the same at the six in the defensive midfield position. So if if I'm in Greg's mind right now, I think if Luca De La Torre is not ready to go, he picks Christian Uldan. Mm-hmm. But personally, I would rather maybe see James Sands or Malik Tillman be, be the pieces that we can move around in the midfield.
1: I think Malik Tillman is on the roster regardless.
0: All right, we're putting Malik there?
1: Yeah.
0: Where does he fit for you? Is he a backup winger?
1: I think he's an attacking eight.
0: Attacking eight. All right.
1: I think so. This has been a very uh, contentious point in the community roster poll. If you look through the results, and I've done a lot of breaking them down, um, there are always three players who no one has any idea what to do with, and they are Gio Reyna, Brendan Aronson, and Malik Tillman. Basically, yeah. everyone has them on the roster, but no one knows whether they're a wing or whether they are a center midfielder. Where Gio Reyna got 16 votes in a 32-man roster or 32-vote roster poll for each position. Alec Tillman and Brendan Aronson are in the same exact boat where one month they're a winger, the next month they're a center midfielder. And no one really seems to know what to do with that.
0: I mean, that speaks to their flexibility. And I think that that goes well, that bodes well for the U.S. It's just, where do we fit them in? So I am going to put, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Luca De La Torre in for now because his injury timeline seems to line up with the world cup. If anything changes, I think Christian Roldan is is in that spot.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. How about wingers? So we have Christian Pulisic. We have Gio Reyna. We have Brendan Aronson. We have Malik Tillman. We have Tim Weah. Tim Weah. Are we bringing any other wingers?
1: I think we're probably bringing Paul Areola and Jordan Morris. Both of them. At least
0: one of them. Okay. So if we bring, I'm just going to, get us to this point if we bring one of them that leaves us three spots left for He's strikers striker. mm-hmm. do you think we're bringing three or four strikers we're
1: bringing three strikers okay so, so we have one slot left
0: for a backup winger mhm i personally for me if greg is choosing between one or the other between paul ariola and jordan morris paul ariola has a huge edge for me
1: oh yeah oh 100% huge edge. Ariola's been great this year in MLS. It's, it's probably his best year ever. Morris and Sounders have not looked good. And despite Morris's heroics in the Nations League this summer, I just I don't think he's offered as much to the US men's national team setup going forward as Paul Ariola has in the last 12 months.
0: Completely agree. Add to the fact that he has chemistry with who I think is going to be the first striker on this list, Jesus Ferreira. That probably gives Paul Ariola enough checks to get on this roster. Are you okay with me putting Jesus Ferreira on this roster?
1: I think Jesus Ferreira is going to be on the roster, yeah. It will be a very contentious choice, but I think that you will see Jesus Ferreira start at least one match and be on this roster, um, despite some of the arguments that have been going on in the internet spheres over the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, and to stoke those fears, I think in those games, you'll see Jesus Ferreira, Aaron Long, and Walker Zimmerman on the field all at the same time. So please brace yourselves and act accordingly. We have two more spots, Tom, for Greg to pick two more strikers. And to me, those two spots are between three players. Jordan P. Falk, Josh Sargent, and Ricardo Pepe. Now, if I'm Greg, if I'm putting myself in the mind of Greg, Ricardo Pepe is probably the next player chosen. He's he's on for him. He has Mm -hmm. a great relationship with Greg. Greg has continually tried to bring him in, continually trusted him, got another assist today for Groningen. I I just feel like him and Greg, he's going to be there.
1: I think you're right. Um, I worry about that selection because he is vastly overperforming his XG right now, which doesn't last. Um, And I worry that he's headed towards something like that right at the wrong time sort of how Jordan Peefock is currently in the middle of regressing back to the mean on that. Um, But I think that Greg really likes him. He's probably the highest ceiling striker in the pool. So it kind of makes sense to bring him just to get him some world cup experience. And he's been the guy before he's provided some heroics in the past. If he is confident and on form, Ricardo Pepe could be, could provide a special moment for the U S at the world cup.
0: Completely agree. But at the same time, Ceilings don't do anything for you in the national team. And I I forget who said this, and I can't attribute it to anyone, but it was essentially the national team coach's job is to get the most out of the best players that you have at the time. Uh, A club coach's job is to improve your players and get them to be the best that they can be later on. So if Ricardo Pepe has a high ceiling of all of our strikers, that's great. But he's probably not the best striker that we have currently that could play in one of these world cup games now for me jordan pifak was that player but now he's scoreless in eight union berlin have cooled off a little bit although they're still in that top spot josh Sargent has is just coming back from a slight injury for norwich and has also cooled down somewhat but is still in form i would consider him who do you think greg is bringing as this last player between Jordan Pock and Josh Sargent.
1: I personally would give the edge to Josh Sargent just cuz he fits the build of a Burhalter striker better. Um but Jordan Pock does offer something off the bench that neither that Sargent Pepe, Ferreira don't and that's glancing headers to the back post. Yeah. Which could be very important if you're chasing a goal late in the game.
0: I agree, and we saw that in the Nations League semifinal. That's why we got to play Mexico. <laughs> we were almost taken to penalties in a semifinal, and Jordan Pifok came to save us. I I feel like Greg has, has not been the kindest to Jordan Pifok, even when he's been in form. He's had to go above and beyond, or other players have had to be injured or be removed from the roster for Pifok to get there. I feel like Greg is going Josh Sargent, and to be honest, that's perfectly fine with me. I I would probably pick Jordan Pufok over Ricardo Pepe personally, mm-hmm. but that that could be debated and contested in the USMNT court all day. So I think that's twenty six players. Do you? Is there any other player that we need to consider and really digest and argue?
1: I I don't think so I mean you could make the case for Brandon Vasquez you could make the case for Haji Wright we're not going to bring Brandon Vasquez that's already been litigated apparently Berhalter didn't like what he saw from Haji Wright which I still don't understand um, you could possibly litigate a few other players Georgie Mihailovic being chief among them as I think he's the best low block destroyer in the pool um, but he's already training with his new club in the Netherlands, and so I think that he's probably removed himself from contention at this point. Um, yeah, I, I think that these are the guys. James Sands is not really on great form right now, so yeah. I don't think it makes sense to really consider him.
0: That's it. Twenty six yeah, players. Think, you want to take I a look think, at our roster? Then
1: let's let's look and see what this looks like.
0: All right, and we are going to compare and contrast it to our uh, Discord roster. So, let's recap. Goalkeepers are Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, Sean Johnson. Defenders, uh fullbacks are Serginio Dest, Anthony Robinson, Joe Scally, Deandre Edlin, and maybe Reggie Cannon. Center backs are Chris Richards, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Walker Zimmerman, and Aaron Long. Ugh. It feels yucky, <laughs> Tom. Uh, but I think we're right in that. I, I know that Greg is going to do this. Um, midfielders are going to be Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams, Kellen Acosta, Luca De La Torre, maybe Malik Tillman, maybe Brendan Aronson. The wingers are Christian Pulisic, Giovanni Reina, Timothy Wea, and Paul Ariola. And the strikers are going to be Josh Sargent, Ricardo Pepe, and Jesus Ferreira. What do you think about this roster, Tom? Overall,
1: honestly, it's a as far as World Cup rosters go, it's a pretty great roster. There are some players that we could talk about, and they're not really the people I would choose. But all things considered, I'm I agree. Of, yeah, I, I, it's a great roster. Um, the question for me is, how do you think this compares to the roster that the US released just a few week, a few months ago in September? it's basically the same roster with a few players changed.
0: I just, I've been beaten down for so long that I know Aaron Long's going to be there, but I just cannot for the life of me, understand why he would be over some other players that we have available. Um, If, if Aaron long is on this roster, while Tim Ream is not that, is probably the the biggest issue that I would have with this. Otherwise, across the entire rest of the roster, even if you're going to take out Luca De La Torre and put in Christian Roldan, I feel pretty good about every single one of these players. You can make the case that they deserve to be there. But mm-hmm. for me, I don't know if you can make that case for Aaron Long. And we're probably in danger of him starting one of these games as a mm-hmm. center back for the U.S. national team. So... That's the only thing that I would really be concerned about. Otherwise, this roster is excellent. Uh, obviously, some changes that I would make, but I think across the board, you can make a case for every single one of these players being being there at the World Cup.
1: I think so. Um, I just looking back at the 2022 release, the roster we have selected is exactly the rest roster selected by Greg Burhalter, except for... Sam Vines replaced by Jedi Robinson, Jordan Morris replaced by Tim Wea, and Ethan Horvath replaced by Zach Steffen. And
0: I think every single one of those players was an injury.
1: Yes, it was a, unavailable. An injury. Um, yeah. So I think that this is pretty close to what Greg Berhalter is going to se- select. And when that roster came out, I remember us having a conversation basically saying, this is the World Cup roster if you switch a few names around for injuries.
0: Yep, absolutely. Now, right, now Tom, what
1: names would we choose? Like, if we had so, to yeah. switch names out ourselves, where are <sighs> we going?
0: I mean, for me, I think you you already talked about Jordi Mihaljevic, but that has to be a name that's up there with Malik Tillman or even, like, Paul Ariola. I would maybe take out for Georgie. If we're trying to break down a low block, if we need someone that can make those passes, play people in on a dime, Especially when I'm thinking about the way that Christian Pulisic and Timothy Wea play off the back shoulder of that last defender, those are the perfect passes for Georgie Mihalovic to get them he in does. behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I-, I feel like otherwise, again, Aaron Long, I would remove for Tim Ream easily. Mm-hmm. And then Same. Sean, jo- like, I'm not really going to be that hard pressed about the third goalkeeper but I, I would rather have Ethan Horvath than Sean Johnson, but I'm not going to make a whole huge deal out of it.
1: Otherwise, In my community like, roster poll, I had Ethan Horvath over Zach Steffen and kept Sean John Johnson.
0: Fair, yeah. I I would even do that as well. You, you can really make a case that Ethan Horvath is maybe not a, a better pure goalkeeper than Zach Steffen, but Zach Steffen for me is prone to mistakes. And when you're a goalkeeper your job is to keep the ball out of the net. And if you are prone to mistakes, that does not make me feel confident as a fan. And it probably doesn't make your backline confident either. So I- I'm all for that, whether it's Zach Steffen or Sean Johnson dropping off for Ethan Horvath. I, I feel like we should talk uh, very quickly about our community roster poll. Yes. Because, Tom, in this roster poll, I can see that Ethan Horvath Zach Steffen and Matt Turner were the goalkeepers. So our community Mm -hmm. has dropped Sean Johnson from this list. Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron Long is not there, but Tim Ream is. So they agree with us there. And then let's see. The strikers are very interesting. Ricardo Pepe, Josh Sargent, and Jordan P. Fox. So no Jesus Ferreira, which I think is going to be Greg's first striker name on this list. Our community doesn't seem to be as confident in Jesus Ferreira. What's Jesus up with Ferreira
1: that? has fallen off a cliff since the September window. He's been dinged in every single roster poll. No one wants to bring him. Last month, he was selected as a 24th man, the last three in selection. This month, he was edged out for that spot by Jordan Pfock. So I think you're seeing a function of him cooling off a little bit in MLS, not having a great MLS Cup playoffs, and getting dinged for – playing in the friendlies, which is something that happens every single time we run the roster poll, that whoever plays in the friendlies gets dinged the next poll for people who didn't get to play. Um, I think some of it is definitely justified. I think that Josh Sargent, Ricardo Pepe, and Jordan P. Fock have been great performances this year. Some of it is going to be that sort of natural tendency to prefer the guy who doesn't play, who has not played yet, who we don't have as much data on, just to see what they've got.
0: I also see that James Sands is on this roster as a dual center back, center defensive mid. We also have Kellen Acosta here. So where did the the fan base come in on James Sands?
1: James Sands is, comes in once again as a last three in selection. Basically when I get the last three in results, I just ask people to pick a 24th man, a 25th man, a 26th man. Basically everyone picks a bunch of strikers. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to select three strikers because that's just not how the roster is going to be collected. Cool. And I just keep going down the list until Um, uh, so we don't have five strikers. I just keep going down the list until I hit someone who's not a striker. And inevitably that name is either Reggie Cannon, James Sands, or Georgie Mihailovic. Um, (laughs) this time Sands and Mihailovic end up edging out Cannon by a single vote. Um, I try and keep it as balanced as possible and I do that. Um, Sands is the clear preference of our roster pulse, uh, participants when they're asked to pick an extra midfielder, essentially, or an extra defender. Um, they, there's a clear list of names that are always in the core and then a few names on the fringe. And Sands is just a player who's playing in Europe, who's flexible, who gives us a little bit of defensive cover and midfield cover. And seems to be that those last three in slots are preferred for the most flexible players in the pool.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right. So Tom, our final starting 11 feels crazy. We started this, this channel, this podcast over a year ago during the nation's league finals uh, we have not lost a tournament since then at the <laughs> senior level. Our starting 11 community poll roster going into this world cup is Matt Turner in goal Anthony Robinson at left back, Chris Richards and Walker Zimmerman at center backs. Sergio Dest at right back Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney and Eunice Musa as our midfielders, Christian Pulisic, Ricardo Pepe and Timothy Weah across the front line. That is our community roster poll. I'm feeling pretty good about that going into the world cup, if everything works out and we are playing at our best, how do you feel about this roster?
1: I feel pretty good about it. I think our last month roster was a little bit better. I think it dropped uh, James Sands and Georgie Mihailovic for um, Jesus Ferreira and Reggie Cannon. But um, I think that was maybe slightly better with jo- Josh Sargent starting, but this one is really good. And I if we see this roster at a world cup, I'm pretty confident in it.
0: For sure. All right. We are now three days away from the roster being officially announced. Uh, We are going to have a live stream. I'll be live on this channel at 4.45 p.m. Eastern time as we await the U.S. Men's National Team roster drop. So you can follow along with me. Join me, uh, Tom. I don't think you'll be able to make it, but you'll be there in spirit.
1: I think I will. We'll, we'll see. Um, uh, right. I, yeah, I
0: Tom might be there. Yeah.
1: I, 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 um, I'm headed back home to see my family this week. Um, I have bargained for that time. If I cool. get it is depending, <laughs> depending on a lot of things, but I think I can get it.
0: If Tom can be there, you can be there as well. Make sure <laughs> to join us uh, starting at 4 45 PM Eastern time on Wednesday afternoon. That is our episode for today. Tom, what is your last word, sir?
1: uh last word is i'm just so excited it's it's been since i was just graduated high school since the u.s was in a world cup i'm now a first year phd student with a master's degree it's absolutely wild how long it's been and how much i'm looking forward to this event I i just enjoy it everyone the world cup is back
0: world cup is back wiser words have never been said i uh every day gets a little more exciting i i thought my excitement would would be a little bit dulled by the occasion by the winter and everything but i'm i'm starting to get that feeling inside that the world cup is right around the corner the u.s men's national team has a chance to get out of this group stage and make it far into the knockouts with this team we will see you next time join us wednesday afternoon and we'll see you on it's called soccer peace see you guys